Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with me further, visit my website at revivalnow.com. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at RevivalNowDanSteep and Twitter at RevivalNowDan. You can also download the Revival Now app. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Welcome to the Dan Steep Podcast. I'm Dan Steep, and uh, Bible prophecy is the topic. We're going to be looking at the, the drying up of the Euphrates River, spoken of in Bible prophecy. The drying up of the, of the Euphrates River has gotten a lot of press in recent years, both Christian and secular. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of press, a lot of stories out there. Um, and I've actually referred to the drying up of, of the Euphrates River on several occasions in my teachings, and so I wanted to take some time uh, to really dive into that in a little bit more detail in, uh, in this episode. Is the drying up of the Euphrates River a definite sign in the fulfillment of Bible prophecy? Well, let's look at Revelation chapter 16, verse 12. This is a clear prophecy given by John. Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. Now, the Euphrates River, historically, biblically, and prophetically, is one of the most significant rivers in the world. It's mentioned 19 times in the Old Testament and two times in the New Testament. And many have said that it flowed out of the original Garden of Eden. But what is the Euphrates River? Well, the Euphrates River is it's 1,740 miles long. It runs from Turkey through Syria and Iraq and into the Persian Gulf. It forms the western boundary of ancient Mesopotamia, or modern-day Iraq. And that's a notable civilization mentioned in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. often used as a boundary between kingdoms, many significant battles took place along the banks of the Euphrates River. Ancient Babylon was located on its banks as well as the Tower of Babel. During the past century, several large dams have been built along the river, contributing to the drying up of the Euphrates. So these dams along the Euphrates as well as the Tigris River They've become negotiations of war because the nations that have dams upstream control the water flow to cities and nations downstream. This has large ramifications for fishing and farming, making the the Euphrates River a volatile military chess piece. 
and it will become a, a significant chess piece on the board of Bible prophecy as time continues to unfold. But what is the significance of the Euphrates River in Bible prophecy? The Euphrates River is first mentioned in the Bible in Genesis chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. And it's first prophesied of in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 38, where the scripture says, A drought against her waters, and they will be dried up. A drought is against her waters, and they will be dried up. So Jeremiah prophesied of it in the Old Testament. And it's also prophesied of in Revelation chapter 9, verses 14 through 16. Revelation chapter 9, verses 14 through 16, where the scripture says, And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on the earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. So this prophecy in Revelation chapter 9, verses 14 through 16, concerning the Euphrates River is talking about probably a, a coalition of nations from the east, and, and possibly even a horde of demonic forces, or a hybrid army. But what's not up for debate is the drying up of the Euphrates River. And it, with it, with the drying up of the Euphrates River, the barrier between Israel and the east will be removed. Revelation 16 describes events that will take place during the tribulation. It's important to understand. The events that are being described in Revelation chapter 16 are events that will take place during the seven-year tribulation period. And in the book of Revelation, the seven-year tribulation period is written about or covered from Revelation chapter 6 all the way to Revelation chapter 19. And within the tribulation period, the drying up of the Euphrates River is part of the sixth of seven bowl judgments that are found in Revelation chapter 16, verses 1 through 21. The bowl judgments are one of three systematic sets of judgments that take place during the tribulation period. And each of these three systematic sets of judgments continue to progress in severity. You have the seven seal judgments spoken of in Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, through Revelation chapter 8 and verse 5. And the seventh seal judgment leads into the seven trumpet judgments that are found in Revelation chapter 8, verse 6, and continue through Revelation chapter 11, verse 19. 
and then the seven bowl judgments. The, the most severe of these three systematic sets of judgment judgments takes place in Revelation chapter 16, verses 1 through 21. Now, the timing of this is critical to understanding the drying up of the Euphrates River. The seven bowl judgments are the last set of seven judgments, and they occur at the end of the tribulation period. The army of 200 million will cross the Euphrates River unimpeded on their way to, bat to the Battle of Armageddon. The bold judgments are so severe that the Bible tells us that if God had not shortened the time, humanity would not have survived. And we find that in, in Mark chapter 13, verses 19 through 20. The scripture says, For in those days there will be tribulation, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the creation, which God created until this time, nor ever shall be seen. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened those days. That's Mark chapter 13, verses 19 to 20. Jesus speaking. So these bold judgments are so severe that if God had not shortened the time, humanity would not have survived. So the question is this. Is the drying up of the Euphrates River a natural event or an end-time sign in Bible prophecy? Well, regardless of the cause, in other words, regardless of what is causing the drying up of the Euphrates River, the Bible clearly predicted it nearly 2,000 years ago. The Bible has clearly predicted that in the last days, prior to the second coming of Christ, the Euphrates River will dry up, preparing the passageway for an army of 200 million to position for the attack of Israel. And news reports are coming in on a weekly basis, referring to the, the Euphrates River drying up. And the pictures of the shrinking of the, of the river are striking. And you can find them. Uh, I, I've, I've looked them up myself. It's, it's striking. The, the before and after images are, are something to see. It, it's, it's, it truly is striking. To the point that we have studies that show a decreasing flow in the Euphrates River of over 60%. It is drying up. Jeremiah did prophesy of it. And there are many reasons, many factors, modern dams, irrigation projects. They're affecting the water flow 
in the Euphrates River and the shrinking up and the drying up to that, of that river to the point that some are tongue-in-cheek referring to the Euphrates River as the Euphrates Creek. Throughout history, the Euphrates River stopped military aggressions because it was impassable. Nearly 1,800 miles long, with a historic average width of 300 yards, it has always been an impassable barrier that has prevented aggressions from the east and the north, aggressors, I should say, from, from reaching Israel on the ground. So the, the drying up of the Euphrates River is a clear fulfillment to the prophecies of Jeremiah and John the Revelator. And it's a sign that we should be prepared for the soon return of the Lord. Even the New York Times wrote an article about it in July of 2009. And in that article, they actually referred to the Bible's prophecy of the drying up of the Euphrates River. You know, the Bible, the Bible talks about signs and wonders. What is a sign? It is a, a something unusual. And I would suggest to you that when the New York Times quotes the Bible as a source, it is a sign. It's a sign of the times. So, are we seeing the, the Euphrates River drying up? Yes. The evidence is clear, and it's right in front of our faces. Now, I suppose if there are still people who deny the landing on the moon or the Holocaust, then there will be people who deny that the Euphrates River is drying up, even though there's clear, secular, scientific evidence documenting it. Yes, seasonally, the, the flow of the river can change, but the overwhelming direction is severely drying up. Is this the ultimate fulfillment of Revelation 16? No. The total fulfillment of this prophecy will not occur until the second half of the tribulation. So the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, what we're seeing now is a flashing red light telling us that we're, we're living close to the second coming of Christ. The next major prophetic event on God's calendar is the rapture of the church. And at the conclusion of the rapture of the church, where the body of Christ is removed from the earth, that brings about the seven-year tribulation period, which is marked by a peace treaty being signed between the Antichrist and Israel, a seven-year peace treaty, which is then broken halfway through or at the three-and-a-half-year mark, which ultimately leads to the Battle of Armageddon at the, at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. And that Battle of Armageddon is ended at the second coming of Christ when Christ returns and he wins a decisive victory 
over that coalition of armies that have come against Israel. The seven-year tribulation ends when Christ comes himself physically and literally to the earth and puts an end to that battle of Armageddon. But what we're seeing now is irrefutable evidence of just how close we are to the rapture of the church, which is seven years before the second coming of Christ. So we see these flashing red lights telling us that we're living so very close to the second coming of Christ. And when we see that, you then back up seven years from the second coming of Christ to the rapture of the church. Are you living ready to meet the Lord? Are you ready for the rapture of the church? You see, the rapture of the church is when Christ returns on the clouds and he catches up his church to meet him in the air and be with him forever. When the rapture of the church takes place, Christ is not coming to to rapture church buildings out of the earth. He's not catching up denominations out of the earth to meet him in the air. He's coming for his church, the bride of Christ, the redeemed of the Lord, those who are born again and walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the word church in the Greek language, in which, which is the language that the New Testament was written in, the word for the church is ekklesia, and it means the called out ones of God. It's not talking about a church building or a denomination. It's talking about the totality of the body of Christ, those born again and walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Because when Jesus comes on the clouds to, to rapture the church or catch the church up to meet him in the air, he's only coming for those who are ready to meet him. Who have humbly repented of their sins and ask Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. You see, the gospel message is very simple. God is holy by nature. And we are sinful by our own nature. It's a, a, the condition of sin is a condition that we were born into when we entered in this world. But God took the initiative to remedy our condition. He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross to bridge the gap between the holiness of God and the unholiness of man. And all that we can do in response to that is three words that start with the letter R. Recognize, repent, and receive. Recognize. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
I have to recognize that my sin is killing me. And it's not just killing me, it's killing the people around me. And the only way to peace is through faith in Jesus Christ. Once I'm willing to humble myself and recognize my sinfulness, now I can repent of that sin. The word repent simply means to change. Change your mind, change your direction, change your lifestyle. Jesus said in Luke 13, verse 3, And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. I recognize my sin. I repent or turn from my sin. And then I receive or commit my heart to him by faith. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'd like to offer a simple prayer of salvation, a prayer that I offer at the conclusion of every episode. This prayer contains all three of those elements that I've spoken to you about, to recognize, repent, and receive. And if you'll repeat this prayer after me from a place of sincerity in your heart, you can know this very day that your citizenship is being transferred from earth to heaven and you will be standing and ready to meet the Lord in the air when Jesus comes to rapture the church out of the earth. It's the next major prophetic event on God's calendar. And I want you to have the assurance that you will be a part of it when Jesus comes for his church. All you have to do is repeat this prayer that I'm about to share. Repeat it after me from a place of sincerity in your heart. Are you ready? Let's, let's say this prayer right now. Just say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. And I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. I turn from my sin. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer after me, welcome to the family of God. You're my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you prayed that prayer together with me, you called upon the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's holy word and not my own, I say to you that you are saved, born again, and ready to meet the Lord in the air when he comes for the rapture of the church. Now, if you prayed that prayer together with me, please go to my website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. When you go there, you'll find a big red button on the front page of the website that says, I just got saved. Click that button, 
and it'll take you to a place where you can fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information in its entirety, I'm going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So just go to RevivalNow.com. Click I, just got, uh, click I got saved. I just got saved. And follow the prompts from there. And if you do that, I'm going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So again, it's RevivalNow.com. Click I just got saved. And follow the prompts from there. Thank you so much for joining me on this broadcast, this episode. It's always an honor to share God's Word with you. There's never been a more timely time in the world to understand Bible prophecy and the events that are taking place. I also want to encourage you to go to Rumble and uh, check out our, our Rumble channel. It's Revival Now Dan Steep on Rumble. And uh, we're, we're populating that uh, platform with videos um, where we talk about the events, things that are going on in the world, things that uh, you can't talk about very well on social media because you get censored and put in you know, social media jail and whatnot. But um, we, I even have a, a, a video uh, on the drying up of the Euphrates River where I go into more detail and share some slides and pictures with you and so forth. So just check out um, Revive on All Dan Steep on our Rumble account, and uh, that'll help you out. And if you have any questions, um, forget, whatever, go to our website at revivalnow.com. It's got all of our uh, social media listings and, and um, channels and everything that's going on. And uh, you can find out everything that you'd ever want to know about the ministry of Revival Now. Well, God bless you. Appreciate you so very much. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.